I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Andrew, we gave them another episode of Drunk History, Pat's Women. People love it. It's already got 1,100 uh, downloads and listens. Uh, Only 100 of you son of a bitches donated to make that happen. The rest of you that are listening for free... You ought to rectify that situation and make a donation because you should feel bad about yourselves. But we love the drunk history; it's fun. I got some special guests lined up coming up soon. Uh, I got the I got I got the Aaron Brooks drunk history, and I got the best guests. It's just uh, it's a surprise. It's phenomenal. Uh, so um, anyway, uh, this the big news today, NFL wise, was interesting, kind of Saints related. Uh, Andrew Brandon Cooks. Got traded again. Wow! To the fucking Rams, who are have brought my dreams of mega ultimate atomic YOLO to fucking life. They are just doing it. Um, but they're going full dance Snyder. Yeah, they are. But here's the thing: Belichick traded Brandon Cooks for the Rams' first round pick in a walk year. They got the he got the twenty third pick from the Rams, and. He sent them a fourth, and they sent him back a sixth. So he got a better fucking pick than Loomis got last year when Cooks had two years left. Belichick is fucking the the dark Sith Lord or whatever the fuck you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, you know, you know, it's amazing. Like his midichlorians uh, are through the roof. He, I've seen, I've seen on Twitter like some Saints fans be like. I guess we're just going to ignore that they gave back a fourth, <laughs> and and there's been some other stuff thrown out there. Look, I get it. We're jealous. I get it. Like, it's annoying that the Patriots just somehow keep doing this to people. It's like- but, like, for Brandon Cooks, like, I didn't think he was worth a first last year. He sure as hell is not worth a first in a contract year. 
I mean, he's a good receiver. He's nice. He's, nah, he's nice. put up good numbers and all that. But, like, man, and I get it. Like, the Rams are kind of desperate because they lost Sammy Watkins and as nice as their offseason has been, like, they haven't really helped their offense. And Jared Goff needs weapons. So, you know, uh, he helps them. But, man, giving up a first-round pick for a guy in a contract year that's a five-foot-nothing receiver that – uh, you know, two teams have gotten rid of. This is his third team now in three years. Um, I mean, well, in the Patriots' defense, like, who would not get rid of that no. guy? Dude, I don't think it was that, that Brandon Cooks was was a bad guy or whatever was trouble. I don't think that – like, the, the, the Rams were like, we'll give you 23, and Bill Belichick said, yes, it's done, no take backsies. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable, man, and, and – is like, you know, Brandon Cooks thinks he's Antonio Brown, and so, you know, he he's gonna want eighteen million a year oh next year. I mean, he, he's gonna want a five year, you know, eighty million dollar oh deal. He's gonna want that, and I don't know if anyone's gonna pay it. But like, are the Rams really gonna do the franchise tag song and dance with him? Um, Here. Here's- I, I don't know, man, but, like, I hate that move for the Rams. I hate it. But, you know, it, it goes back to the old adage, and I'll never forget this. You know, Sean Payton uh, made this comment after – it's in his book, if you read his book, after they won the Super Bowl. And he was like, you know, a lot of people question our moves and decisions, but when you win a Super Bowl, the one thing that's fantastic about it is it kind of solidifies – every decision you made up to that point. <laughs> so all of a sudden, like you, you won a Super Bowl, every decision you made was good. And so I kind of feel like this year is like that for the Rams. Anything short of a Super Bowl victory, it is going to put them in like Redskins 10 years, 15 years ago camp. Oh, We're like you spent all this money. You were super aggressive. You failed. Well, here's, so, like, it's it's Super Bowl or bust for the Rams. Here's the interesting thing, David. I was thinking of this as I was getting ready for the show. Is that this Brandon Cook situation? What you sipping on there, Ralph? What you sipping on? Uh, I'm sipping on uh, cherry Coke and bourbon. All right, that's fine. All right, continue. So I got a little, I get a little French vino going, a little Bordeaux. <laughs> so here, here, it reminded me, and Dave. The, the, the Rams this year going and, and, and going YOLO for Brandon Cook, it reminded me kind of, because it was the Patriots, it reminded me last year the Saints with Malcolm Butler. The Saints were fucking desperate for a corner, right? And they had Malcolm Butler in, they worked out the contract, and Bill Belichick is like, I want a first-round pick. And the Saints were like, fucking no. And Loomis held the line, right? He didn't, they didn't cave, and it worked out beautifully. They got Lattimore, all of it. But it really, like, it, it reminded me of that. Like, the Rams just didn't give a fuck. And we're like, we're doing this. And and I they, it, This is, you know, we, we talked in our podcast about the YOLO offseason. <laughs> this is it. And this is it. But the Dave, Rams are doing exactly what we wanted last but year. But, Dave, do you look at the Rams and are you like, oh, my God, Fuck. They're just unbelievable. Because I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them being this unbelievable uh, juggernaut. Well, I mean, yeah, on paper, <laughs> they like Andrew said, they, they should be pretty damn good. Uh, they, they have, uh, they have um, assembled the dream team. 
and I mean, this is this is on top of already having a good team. I mean, these yeah. guys were legitimate contenders last year. Yeah. The the only thing about it is, uh, you know, you you said you made the Star Wars reference when you called Bill Belichick the, you know, Sith Lord. Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, just in keeping with four, the Star Wars the, theme. By to the quote, way, uh, the Patriots have four picks in the top seventy now. Fucking. To, <laughs> Jesus. To to quote Luke Luke Skywalker in the most recent Star Wars film, The Last Jedi. This is not going to go the way you think it is. I just. <laughs> I don't think, first of all, injury. Injuries, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean they've, they've signed like what? Maybe seven or eight pretty, pretty significant free agents so far this yeah, offseason. They or, suck, or, 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 they suck or at end and for. they suck at tight end, though. The, the Rams um, I'm talking about. And I'm, I mean, you're, you're not going to get 16 games out of all of those guys. And I just. It, it, Foot, that's the one thing that I've always loved about football. Uh, you know, I, growing up, I was grew up as a Mets fan. I always hated the Yankees, and they were really good in like the early two thousands and the late nineties and the early two thousands. And they were always so good, and they they always just they just bought whatever players they wanted <laughs> and just made them that good. And that that can work in baseball, and that can work in basketball. Yeah. But when it comes to football, like that, just that's that's not how it works. Well, here's you, you want to do know. those things to help you. Uh, but it, it's it's more than that. You need depth. You know, you know who, who are the players? Who are the players? Into all these big name guys. What happens when Brandon Cooks gets injured? That's the number one guy. Then who's catching the ball? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. You know, Bill Barnwell made a point that the, Andrew Dallas tried this in the ninety. In the, well, not the nineties with Tony Romo, right? They had like seven or eight stars, and the rest of the roster was trash, and it never worked out. They never even made an NFC Championship game with Romo. Um, so I don't know the Rams roster. Uh, I mean, the Rams lost Altree, and I kind of hate their linebackers. So I'm I'm just gonna throw that out there. I mean, you, you look at a guy like Sean Payton. He's like, yeah, their their corners are good and their front four is scary. But but shoot, man. I mean, I look at these linebackers. Nobody can cover Kamara. So I'm just well, but that's well, yeah. Sean, you know, Sean Payton and the Saints will be able to figure that out. But um, yeah. I mean, you know, you know what they say as far as current current defenses in the NFL. You need a pass rush and you need a good cornerbacks. I mean, and linebacker. They have, they have yeah. yeah. I, I think as far as what's popular today, I think linebackers have kind of you know lost some ground in the popularity. Well, linebacker. You know, I will say this. You know, as good as Cooks was in his interviews with the Saints, and you know, all accounts, he seemed to be a good guy and a hard worker. Call him a locker room cancer, but um, he has underwhelmed um, as far as his. You're not even. You're underwhelmed. You are underwhelmed. Yeah, I'm underwhelmed in terms of his just teammate quality, and so now you look at a locker room. With Aqib Talib, Marcus Peters, Dominic and Sue, um, Brandon Cooks, a guy in Aaron Donald that is watching a guy playing alongside him that's getting paid fifteen million a year, and you're fucking, you're Aaron Donald, you're pissed about that. Yeah, Lord uh, help him. I mean, they start you're out the three best and defensive player in the league, and you're getting paid next less than the guy that's playing right next to you. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that. That would burn anyone. Yeah, let, let's so, see how they go if they go if they start out three and four. But the the final. Question, I mean, that's the thing. You know, they lose two out of three. 
and all of a sudden the media, you know, they love they love a story and they're going to start pushing this narrative of is this the Redskins? Is this Dan Snyder all yeah. over again? Yeah. And and I just think the minute the finger pointing starts, it, it's going to be ugly in that locker room. Now, if they go 14 and 2, no problem. You know, they'll they'll be able to deal with their egos because they'll be winning and it'll be all good. But if there's a situation where they lose two out of three and the media starts that whole thing and, and they start finger pointing, it could blow up in their face when very was, quickly. When, who was the last team that went YOLO in an offseason and won a Super Bowl? Can either, Didn't the Eagles have that dream they, team? Yeah, but they weren't dastard. They, they went 8-8. Eight eight. Right. But who, who, I don't look, Dave, can you think of a team that went YOLO in an offseason and won? Uh, not a recent history. I mean, no. the only team I can think of is Tampa when they went all in with Gruden and they gave up two number ones. Oh, yeah, they got Dwight Smith, who really paid off for them. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, like, that's the last one. And that was kind of different because it was a coach. But, uh, you know, yeah. um, that's it. So that's it for, for the Brandon Cook Street, which is interesting. You know, I, I was hoping that I would get to do a podcast should the Saints trade for Gronk. But because but, it'd just be great, and people would see the headline, and of course they would click and listen. But now that Cooks is gone, there's the, the Gronk trading is out the window. Um, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should just make that the title anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> I might. mean, people will see Saints. Could they trade for Gronk? I mean, that's good for like seven lessons. Right? Probably. Um, but the Saints did make actual news this past week. They brought back Ben Watson. Uh, Watson, Watson, uh, Watson. He's 37. Randy two, two, Watson. Two years removed from uh, blowing out his Achilles. But Andrew, he caught 60 passes last year from Joe Flacco, who's fucking terrible. Um, he is terrible. Joe Flacco is elite. <laughs> you, you, mean, you mean Tom Brady without Gronk? Yeah, Tom Brady without Gronk. <laughs> ben Watson was playing the role of Gronk. That's, that's my favorite is that Tom Brady without Gronk is Joe Flacco statistically. That's so good. So, so Ben, so so Ben Watson is back, but like Watson. Uh, how good? I wonder if I wonder if his wife's gonna sit next to me again now. Uh, how good? Can, how, how much do you? Expect? Did you know my uh, my wife ran? My, my wife. She ran track with Ben Watson's wife. Oh, I did not know that. And they were they were homies. Oh. So how how good is Ben Watson gonna be, Andrew? Uh, well, first of all, he was born in 1980, which is the year I was born. And if you're still in the NFL and you were born the same year as me, I, I mean, I don't have high hopes for you. Granted, Drew Brees is <laughs> older than I am, but, uh, you know, I keep seeing all these people like Sigler tweeting all this stuff about Ben Watson had more catches than the entire oh, tight ends combined last year. But Saints tight ends are garbage, so I don't know that that's a fair comparison. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think Ben Watson's going to do anything for the Saints. Um, I've heard rumblings that this is not official, but I have it on good authority through my very few sources sauces. left. Your sauces. Sauces. That, uh, that Kobe Fleener has still not passed um, concussion protocol. Um, so if that's true, um, then, you know, we're looking at a retirement or, you know, post June 1st cut. So, I, I mean, all signs are pointing to him never playing football again, as far as I know. 
Um, and of course, I'm sure they'll announce he's fine tomorrow because I've said this on the podcast. But that being said, you know, I think this is a situation where you draft a guy. And if you remember when the Saints drafted Jimmy Graham, there was a one-year kind of bridge period with Shockey ahead of him, teaching him the ropes, bringing him along. And so I don't know if it's Hayden Hurst. I don't know if it's um, Campbell or what's the guy from Oklahoma? Coleman? What, what is it? Uh, I can't, uh, I can't blanking on it. Oh, Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. And remind, uh, from remember, Oklahoma. That, that bridge year for Jimmy Graham, it didn't even really last year. By December, Jimmy Graham was the man. He caught the game winning touchdown in Atlanta on yeah, a Monday yeah. night. So it didn't even but, last but like I, a year. I mean, you look at Shockey, and Shockey did a lot for Graham. I mean, I yeah. think Shockey deserves credit for being a great influence on Graham that first year. But I just look at Watson as a guy who maybe he makes a handful of plays here or there in the first few weeks of the season. Um, I don't think he's moving the needle at all for the team. But if he can mentor a guy and help a young, promising player develop um, – he, he, we already know he has a lot of chemistry with Drew Brees, so I'm glad he's on the team, and I just hope the Saints have a plan to kind of develop a guy behind him, a youngster. Dave, over under 50 catches for Ben Watson. Whew. Man, 50, is a, that's a good number. I wish you would have said 40. Yeah. All right, 40, I wish you would have I'll split 40. it. 45. 40, I'll take the over. 45. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say That's I'm gonna tough. say I'm gonna I'm gonna say over. Gonna over say 45, over. huh? I, I think that uh, I, I don't think Watson's the number one guy. I sure hope he's not the number one guy. Uh, I think he's a great number two on the field. I think he's a great number two off the field. Obviously, they brought him back because he fits in with the locker room and what they're trying to do. You know, we all remember all of his Facebook posting that he did uh, while he was with the Saints. That garnered national news media attention. Um, uh, but I, I think a number two tight end like him could easily catch 45 balls in this offense. Well, last year was the worst tight end season the Saints have ever had as far as like a group. I think 45 is a doable number for him, Andrew. Do you? I'm going to pick under. under. I mean, he's he's old, guys. He's old, but I mean... He, he, do you realize how old I am? He's yeah. We all you know realize, how old you are. Yeah, you, you're, you guys you're, realize you're, you're, you're how older yeah, than me. Yeah, but you still you still Ralph, run Ralph those older than you. You still run those sixty year old women ragged on the tennis court. Listen, listen. I played a tennis match last night that you know it was like a team USTA match. It came down to my court, so I was giving it everything I had. And I mean, this morning I felt like I, I had just been gang raped by like seven bikers when I woke up and and I had a softball game tonight and you know I'm throwing from left field you know just my my arm like after serving just felt like jello and I mean look Ben Watt Ben Watson is a chiseled uh fit and I mean, I, much respect to him. He's taking care of his body, and he, he you know, he he's a, he is a monster. The, he is Herculean. But here, I, I was, I, yes. I, I, but I, I was still, gonna, dude, like he he had an Achilles injury here's like the a year thing. ago. Here's the interesting thing for the and then he came back and caught sixty balls last yeah, year. But so the, how, how can you even doubt him? Here's the interesting thing about that. 
with his Achilles. He said two years later, he's still not back to what he was before the Achilles injury, which to me, it gave me a red flag for Boogie Cousins, which is a whole other discussion with the Pelicans, but also for Okafor. Like, oh, like Watson hurt his Achilles in the preseason of 2016, and he said last year, after a full year, he still wasn't right, and even at the end of last year, Okafor blew out his Achilles in week 10. So, yeah. so he's not even going to have a year. Like, So yeah. that made me like Oka- – and I love Okafor, and I'm glad the Saints brought him back. Money. But I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah I, I, think you're, uh, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I, the Achilles injuries have been the talk in New Orleans for, Long you know, the last month or so with, with Boogie Cousins being out. Not so much now, but after, after he first suffered yeah. his injury. Do you and, guys agree uh, – do you guys agree that based on what uh, Okafor was paid, which was two years, ten million, they should have let him walk? I was, I was really surprised. I got to be honest with you. I, again, like I was, saying, but I didn't see what's this, it, what's after his, learning about after what's learning the about Achilles injuries and how hard they are to come back from. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they what gave him that much What was Okafor's guarantees though? I have no idea. Like I don't think. Like I think he's got a he's got a really busted. It's an incentive laden contract. Yeah, like I think I I want to say it was like the guarantees were like four million, which isn't terrible. I mean, no, that's fine. I mean, um, he's got some monster like for the second year, Andrew. I think he's got like monster per game bonuses. You know, um, I could be wrong though, but but it, it to me, but it's bad because the thing is, if Okafor is not even what he was last year for the Saints, Andrew, then defensive end, you're like, you're like biting your knuckles because you're like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. Wait, so what's the answer? Would you guys, if you were Loomis, would you pay him two years, ten million, I or would. would you would you rather roll the dice with like Hendrickson? No, I would bring. I would bring him back because they can get. They can get out of that probably with like. I I bet you if they if they get rid of Okafor after this year, I bet you that cap charge is less than two, less than three million. All right, and what about Cousins? You guys resigning him? Well, that's different because that's like that's like two hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's a different. So, are you doing it? I mean, I'd pro. I'd want to do like that Joel Embiid contract where it's got like a lot of. Things and escape clauses and whatnot. I don't know that I'm giving bullet boogie. The escape world. clauses don't exist in the NBA. Not, Are you I doing it or not? I think you got to do it because you got to make the brow happy and you got to just go all in and just hope for the best. Dave. Uh, uh, yeah, do it. So the other topic besides Brandon Cooks getting traded and besides Watson, the other the other big topic on Saints Twitter this week was Lamar Jackson. He's quarterback for Louisville. Uh, Pass. Wait, by the way, by the way, Sportrack says that uh, Okafor's contract is uh, 1.5 in total guarantees. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, that's not much. That's not. 1.5 guaranteed at signing, 1.5 signing bonus. Two years, 6.7 million. I thought it was two years, 10 million. It's, I guess it's up to 10 million. I bet you that's. I bet you that sacks and and games that he's active. Did, did he get the Ricky Williams contract? No, but I mean, I where basically he has to be Gail Sayers. No, but I, I, I bet you, I, <laughs> I bet you, Andrew. You know what I bet? I bet you to get the full ten million. I bet you he's got to be active for thirty plus games, and he's got to get five sacks each year. Yeah. Yep. You know he's got to. He's be, got a roster bonus, a, wa- a workout bonus. 
Uh, yeah. It doesn't say anything else, though. Yeah. So, Lamar Jackson, Saints fans, and I admit I was all in for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I was like, holy shit, he's, his film is awesome. I love him. I love to watch the YouTube clips with the rap music that I don't understand. It was phenomenal. Um, but here's the thing. He doesn't have an agent. And that was a huge red flag for me because, that, like, to not have an agent and you're a quarterback and the agent doesn't just do your contract. They do so much more than that. But, Andrew, I read today about why he doesn't have an agent and why his mom is is running his operation. And I still think not having an agent is a bad decision, but I feel, like, way less – I don't hate it as much as I did before. Like, his dad well, – Break it down for me. I haven't heard that. What's the reason? Yeah, well, I don't his, know anything about this. His, his dad died when he was young. And him and his mom are really close. His mom coached him in football when he was younger. Um, so she knows. And she just sets it up. And, and the thing is, for his mom, for his college process, his mom would tell coaches, my son wants to be a quarterback. Don't recruit him as anything else. And, like, he was at Louisville during the spring game, and they had him catch a punt. And his wife walked over to Bobby Petrino and was like, what the fuck you doing? His mom. Yeah. His mom, not his wife. Let's his clear mom. this up right his now. Mom. It was not his wife. It was his mom. It was his mom. His mom walked over to Bobby <laughs> Petrino and was like, what the fuck you doing? Why is my kid catching punt? You said he's going to get a chance to be quarterback. So, you know, and she's not like Lamar Ball where she's out front and at the media. She's, she hasn't been in front of any media, right? So that made me feel a little bit better about it. But okay, I, but what does she know about contracts and negotiating? Well, that's the thing. That's a it's a big it's still a red flag, Dave. I'm just saying I don't hate it as much as I did like two days ago before I read the story. Um, but Andrew, just because his mom's a little sassy at practice, yeah, sometimes, I like why, it. I that's like why it. you're more comfortable with it now. I, I am. I am. I'm not gonna lie. Like the mom. <laughs> I, I would hope that a few years getting college courses at Louisville. We call it Louisville. Louisville. You guys really heard it in my ears. Louisville, 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 sorry, Louisville. Um, you know, getting a little common sense along the way. And um, I don't know, maybe picking up a thing or two from Bobby Petrino on <laughs> business savvy and <laughs> being morally rep- reprehensible. <laughs> don't ride a motorcycle with your yeah. mistress. That's I tip mean, number one. I, I just think that that whole experience would be enough for Lamar Jackson to, I don't know, maybe get grow agent. a brain. Get an agent. And, yeah. I mean, you know, did you guys watch that interview with Mike Mayock on NFL it was, Network? It was not great. Not good. It was brutal. It was awful. Awful. And, and so, third. like, they're, they're talking X's and O's and scheme stuff. And, like, I don't know if he's camera shy. I don't know if. Maybe he's just he understands it, but he can't verbalize it very well. But like, that's what an agent does. He, you know, an agent will get you media training. They will get you someone that can, you know, get you up to speed on what you're supposed to say on camera. And like, sorry, mom, but you're not cutting it. And look. All I got to say is, you know, kind of going back to my tennis thing, because I always bring this back to tennis. There's this kid named Donald Young who is in his late 20s now. He's probably 28. But when he was 16, he was number one in the world in juniors. American kid, black kid. And he, his mom was his coach. His mom didn't know anything about tennis. 
And it was the same deal. I trust my mom. She's my best friend. She knows what's best for me. I'm not going to take all this advice from all these other people, right? Kind of same deal. And he was number one as a junior, and he never made it as a pro. Like the best ranking he ever had was maybe like 40-something in the world. And the reason he never made it was not talent. It was because she was taking him to Waffle House and International House of Pancakes every morning for breakfast. His diet was trash, and he didn't have good work habits. And she let him play video games all day because – you know, you're great and you're going to be awesome. And like, I just think when you get to the next level and you're trying to be a professional, you need professionals coaching you. You need professionals giving you advice. And I'm sorry, but like Lamar Jackson, it's like, how many clues do you need between and, and the Wonderlick? Like, I know people try to trash it, but like, it's just one other evaluation and a slew of evaluations. You don't take it on its own and make any judgments on someone. But when you add up that plus no agent plus his completion percentage, which was below 60 his entire career at Louisville. Sorry, Louisville. He's never going to run away from people in the NFL like he did in college. I mean, he might still have Michael Vick like moments, But it's never going to be like that in the NFL. So he's got to be able to throw the ball accurately. He never did that in college. Always below 60%. And by the way, if you look at Bobby Petrino's offense, very scripted, a lot of easy throws. And so to be below 60% in that offense, not very good. So, I mean, you add all that up, his poor interviews, I mean, his attempting to sound smart with – Mike Mayock on camera talking about schemes and X's and O's. To me, that all adds up to dumb quarterback. And I, I'm sorry to say it, but like, there is no way I'm spending the 27th overall pick with that many red flags. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's it, like if you could pull out one of them, Andrew, I'd still yeah, be for yeah. it because I love his highlights so much and I think it'd be fun and I think Sean Payton could figure it out. If you could pull one of the things, like just take one of them away like if you said his Wonderlick score was okay or he had an agent or he completed 62% of his passes. Like if you fixed one of the things, yeah. I'd be fine. But when you stack them all up Dave, I just, I can't do it. And I love And I, I want to be really clear, like a lot of people like to make this about race. No, And I, I just want to be really clear. Ralph, you can back me up on this. I was ready to draft the guy two weeks ago. Yeah. You, you, we, you and I were talking about it, and I was ready to draft the dude. And then I did some research. I listened to his interviews. Um, you know, I heard about the Wonderlick score. And the agent thing came out and all this stuff. And I changed my mind. And, you know, to me, I, it's unfortunate. There's this whole dynamic of black quarterbacks and, you know, running quarterbacks can't make it. I mean, well, Russell Wilson to me is like the next guy. He's the next elite quarterback. So I love Russell Wilson and, and Watson before he got hurt, big fan of him too. But at the end of the day, for me, Lamar Jackson specifically. No. And this is just my personal opinion. I'm not feeling it. Dave, in a, how do you feel like – your thoughts on Lamar Jackson, but also tell me, like, how do you, how would you feel about the Saints picking a quarterback at twenty-seven? <laughs> I don't have a strong feelings for, 
for or against Lamar Jackson as uh, as Andrew does, obviously. But uh, uh, you know, you guys said everything that needs to be said. There's a lot of data points that he's not hitting, so it's probably best to stay away. Certainly not worth the risk. Uh, quarterback at 27? No, uh, not this year. Next year, I, I'd say let's do it. Not this year. I don't. I don't even like any of the quarterbacks. I, I wouldn't even. I don't think there's one guy that they could. That they, even if they traded up to get, I, that I really would be that excited about. Yeah. I just think if you pick quarterback at 27, I mean, let's just think about this for a second. You are probably getting the, what, fifth fourth best or quarterback fifth, in the draft? Fourth or fifth best guy, yeah. Right, right, right. But if you, so at 27, you know, that starts to be territory where if you pick a safety or a tight end, I mean, obviously, we don't need a safety, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you pick a secondary position, tight end, guard, safety, uh, running back, um, there know, maybe, even rec- maybe even receiver. Um, you're getting the best player in the draft at that position, or maybe number two, right? But, like, you look at Ryan Ramchek, where, where the Saints picked him, what, 32nd overall last year? He was the best tackle in the draft, right? So I just think, you know, you look at a guy like Connor Hertz. I know I keep harping on him, but I'm just saying, like, number one tight end in the draft. If he's there at 27, like, are you taking him? Are you taking the fifth best quarterback in the draft? Yeah, and here's the thing last year with the Saints, too, guys. I feel like they were they were going to take Pat Mahomes, but I think it wasn't so much that they were looking for a quarterback. I think Sean Payton was just like – Loved him. Loved him. And, yeah. like – he was like, I'll take a Pat Mahomes, but if, it ain't, if I can't get Pat Mahomes, we ain't taking a quarterback. And that's how I think it was. My, my question is... I, I, I'm going to come out on this podcast right now and say that Mahomes is going to be surprisingly ridiculous for the Chiefs next year. He's fucking... His, his highlights in the preseason and the game... That one game he played, like he made fucking ridic- like ridiculous throws. I could be wrong about this, but I think he's gonna be. I think he and Russell Wilson, like once Breeze, Brady, once those guys retire, like the wave of new QBs is gonna be Russell Wilson and Mahomes. Um, you heard it here, Dave. Uh, Russell Wilson isn't that young anymore. Uh, yeah. Well, how old is he? He's like he's, twenty. He's pretty young. I booked his wedding band. <laughs> True story. Um, so, what is Russell Wilson? Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight. He's coming up for a contract. So, here's the I mean, thing. That's, that's young for a quarterback. Here's the thing, Dave. That I keep and I and I, I was arguing with yesterday and today with people on Twitter about it. Uh, and they're just twenty-nine. Yeah. There, people on Twitter are just fucking. Del- Some people are just fucking delusional about the Saints' wide receivers and tight ends being okay. They're like, they don't need to draft anybody. They don't need to sign anybody. It's fine how it is. If I look at their receivers and I'm like, if fucking Michael Thomas gets a hangnail, they are in deep shit. Like, if they you don't realize, like Tommy Lee Lewis is what, oh like my, their number three oh receiver. Oh my god! Right now? Because Brandon, yeah, because Coleman and Snead aren't even under contract. But Dave, if they don't do anything. As far as signing an, a, a, a wide receiver before the draft, how nervous are you going to be about wide receiver? Um, 
I don't think they have to sign a wide receiver. I just they, they need to get either a tight end. They need to get a receiving threat. So it needs to either be a tight end or a wide receiver, and it needs to either be, you know, high in the draft or or free agency really anymore. I don't think. Uh, there's a couple uh, guys left. Jordan Matthews, the like Meredith from the Bears. There's a couple of there's a couple of bargain bin guys they can get the dollar store. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and, you know, obviously it's very entirely possible that somebody could, um, go undrafted and get signed for the Saints, you know, after the draft and is there, become amazing. Is there any, so who knows? Is Jay, Andrew, the Saints, they haven't done it in a while, but, f- you know, from 2006 to about 2010, Mickey Loomis was all about trading draft picks for veterans. The, mm-hmm. the Saints haven't done that in a while, um, mm-hmm. but is there like a, besides Beckham, is there a uh, is there a wide receiver kind of on the market or maybe a guy that they could they could go and get trade wise right now trade yeah or no oh, it wouldn't be that it would be on draft day you know I can't think of any names perhaps but maybe you know can you think of any names. Well, you know what's interesting is that Loomis said, you know, we're not done mm-hmm. with free agency. And he said there's, you know, there's a f- still a few things we can do. And he said there, the trade market is still out there. And, you know, he, he said that. So whether the Saints trade for anyone or not, I, I don't know. But, I mean, at least it sent the message they were considering it. So Let me ask you this, and this is just totally hypothetical – Nonsense. I don't. It's never been anywhere in the internet. I'm just pulling it out of my ass. But Cincinnati's a trash pile, and they like to do rebuilds and whatnot. If Cincinnati called you up and said, "I'll give you AJ Green, give me number twenty-seven," would, oh man, would you do yes. it? Yes, yes. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Unbelievable. I mean, not even a question for me. Cause he's, but he's a guy. He's a guy that is 29 and is sort of like on the the downtick, you know. Yeah, but it's AJ Green. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I could, I could see. Well, who knows what he could do with a good quarterback? <laughs> Are you saying Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, isn't that good? So no, um, I think that's what he's saying. So before I get to the Twitter questions, which we have a few, uh, Drew Brees was actually in the news. Today, uh, he is suing his jeweler in San Diego because apparently he bought fifteen million dollars worth of jewelry and he had it appraised and it was only worth like eight. So he's suing the jeweler for the difference. The jeweler said some mean things about Drew Brees. I'm not gonna lie; those quotes were pretty mean. Uh, so uh, thoughts on that? Like, what's the, the jeweler's lawyer said that stuff? I don't still, think the jeweler said that. Mean, uh, mean things, Dave. About about. I mean, the the, uh, the poor cash flow yeah. statement was shocking. Ad- Advocare man is not cheap. Uh. Yeah. No. The whole the whole thing is very bizarre. I mean, it, it's I I I'm surprised that Drew Brees would be interested in buying jewelry. He should restrict his game playing to the football field and refrain from bullying honest, hardworking businessmen like my client. <laughs> 
How do you aggressively purchase multi-million dollar pieces of jewelry? You go in the store like, I want that, and I want it now. Um, but yeah, like, honest. On I mean, he. I, I'm surprised that he that he would spend eight million dollars on a four carat ring. Eight million dollars on a single piece of jewelry. That's a bit. What's the what's the most you've ever spent on jewelry, Dave? Uh, I guess my wife's engagement ring. Yeah, same. Yeah, I bought my my wife my wife my wife, my wife. her engagement ring was really cool, but it's got the diamonds like under like in the in the like curved part of the ring, so when she wears it, like they yeah. fall out and shit. Which is isn't there a percentage oh, well, of your like yearly you revenue that you're supposed to spend? It's in it. Is it? Isn't there a percentage of your yearly revenue that you're supposed to spend on an engagement ring? Yeah, like ten. 20% or some shit. Yeah, I think whatever the norm is. Like yeah, it's a, that. that's fucking big diamond trying to milk yeah. men for all we're worth. That's, that's all right. That but, that's right. Um, I, I have to say, I was, I was a little bit surprised that Drew Brees is investing in, in like, like spending $15 million on jewelry. That's like rock star rapper type shit. You know? Like if if you told me like 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 Steven Tyler or like Nicolas Cage had spent like twenty five twenty million on jewelry or like yeah what is this blood diamond yeah or like you know like um, Jay Z or a rapper or like you know I'd be like that's that's that that makes sense because that's what they do they just spend money recklessly mm-hmm. uh, they're celebrities but like Drew Brees I was like wow like that's pretty fucking reckless for Drew Brees buying a four point nine Carrot four point four point oh nine carat blue diamond ring. Eight point eight million dollars. That's as much as freaking DeMarco uh DeMario uh Davis is gonna make for the Saints this year. You know? And and and, and Drew won't take a pay cut so we can sign some fucking pass rushers. God damn it. <laughs> He's got a cash flow. He's got a cash nice. flow problem. I'm surprised he didn't take the deal that was offered him to some um, mystery team. If he had, you a know, cash- I'm just glad that Drew Brees has been shorting his takeout order tips because had he been tipping generously, he wouldn't have been able. I mean, to where flow. where would his cash flow be? Yeah, he wouldn't. Then. Have, he wouldn't have blue diamonds. Uh-huh. Um, so. That's fun, but we need thanks, thanks, Drew, for 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 giving us news on a on a semi slow week. We got because we got many, we got the draft coming up, but then we got slow times. If 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 Drew if Drew would have waited till like June to sue the jeweler, that would have been perfect. But but we could have done the whole episode. We 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 would we would have like two parts. We'd have done a we'd have done a regular episode, and we'd have done a drunk history on Drew Brees's blue diamond. Um. So now we have we have questions. Um. So let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, which this is from Don Tanaka. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I feel like Kevin was sorely missed on that topic. Yeah, I feel like it is. People are asking. Yeah, that was right. What is, what is going Ohio. on with him? Where where is he? He's in St. Louis wrestling or doing what he's doing. You know. I mean, like, is he like officially resigning or what? Nah, like, he's, he he's, just, he's, he'll be. He just shows up every now and then. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like your he's like your he's like your your irresponsible cousin that you love. And he just shows up, and you're I like, ah. I don't love my irresponsible cousin. So, Don Tanaka asks, 
Which one of these three saints? Okay, you just butchered the the man's name. The man's only been listening and question, asking us questions for six years, and you still can't get it. Yeah, right. well, he Don asked. It's what, been longer than that. I hate to. Which hate to take to break it to you, Don? Don, he wants me to butcher his name. It makes him feel special. Which one of these three Saints players is going to be gone by week one? Andrew Kikaha, Human, or Daniel Lasco? Oh man, that's a great question. Football question. What a question. By, what a question by Don Tecano. Um, wow. Kikaha, Lasco, or who? Who, man? Oh, I think is Beast. So that's news for who man? your boy, who, man. And, you know, Kikaha, I just think pass rush is questionable enough that he might have a shot for a little bit. So I'm going to go with Lasco. Yeah. Lasco, though, if he's back healthy, he's he's a special teams guy. Oh, this is a great question from Chase. Thanks for the question, Don Jose Tequila. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> question from Chase. Dave, I'm having a discussion with my roommate about Brandon's Law. If closed mouths don't get fed, do open mouths get traded? Uh, <laughs> That's that's good. Uh, I that, I mean, that is a question, but I think we know what he's trying to say there. Yeah. And uh, yes, I would have to agree. Andrew, I like that. Brandon's law. It's good. A, a plus. Uh, it, 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 it's a. I would put that ahead of Occam's razor. It was. This is from Micah. Uh, how do you explain to your very Christian wife that you had too much fun in blank? To the your tune, very Christian wife. To the tune of $9 million, and now you blamed, quote-unquote, the jeweler. <laughs> I mean... That's what I, that, I want to know. Where is Britney... Britney, I was about to say Britney Spears. Britney Breeze, where is she standing on this shit? Yeah. Is she like... She's saying, I don't... How come I never got that ring? Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh shit! Blue fucking diamond. Are you? This is the first time hearing about yeah. this. Four carrots. Four. Four carrots. Forget about it. Eight million dollars. God damn. Um. Uh. People are tweeting me pictures of Sean McVay's girlfriend. I don't know why they feel the need to do this. Any any comments about that? She's smoking. Yeah, who is she? She's smoking hot. She's smoking. Hopefully, your wife is not listening. My wife doesn't care. She's she's, she's my she's wife. Secure. My wife. She's secure. She's secure enough to know that that, uh, that you know. Nobody. Nobody. There's nobody better than a one-armed guy with a baby. Yeah. There's nobody. <laughs> I'm never doing better than her. I've 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 outkicked my coverage by miles. This is from Hunter. This is from Hunter. So we talked about it before. How do you feel about the Saints wide receiver situation? Uh Andrew Not good. Not, not good. good. I mean, I feel like like Ted Ginn's gonna regress. Like he's polemic, anorexic, diseased. I mean Ted Ginn's regressing, right? He's not he's not churning out another career year. It's not getting better. <laughs> He's not. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, does, but, it, does this? But make- if you this way, right now, our our best case scenario is Brandon Coleman coming back. <laughs> that should not get you excited. 
I like Brandon Coleman a lot, but I just like him. I like him on the team. I don't actually like him playing. <laughs> I, I like the theory of Brandon Coleman. It's a great. It's a great theory. Uh, this is from James. Uh, if the unthinkable happens, Andrew and Mayfield falls to fifteen, how mad are y'all going to be when the Saints trade up and draft him? Jesus. I'm just gonna pretend that will never happen. Who's who's a, Andrew? As you as you start looking at the draft, who's a guy that obviously, if he was there at 27, the Saints would love. But who's a guy that like because 26 picks is so fucking long, right? You know, who's a guy that like if he gets to like 15, 16. Like, you know, they put out, like, the hurricane watch and the hurricane warning in New mm-hmm. Orleans. Like, who goes – who gets to, like, 15, 16 where you need to, like, do the trade watch and the trade warning for a guy you're like, oh, the Saints are looking to move up to get that guy. But he's got to – you know, well, but he's got to fall to, like, yeah. 15, 16. I mean, tight end – I mean, I would love a tight end. I don't see but... any mock drafts having tight ends going in the top 20. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the one position that the Saints really need, I mean, quarterback, I could sort of see it. But, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I just – I think quarterbacks are going to go early. I mean, I think, you know, there's a good chance that in the first five picks, you're going to see three quarterbacks, and and by the top, the other two will go. I, I could seriously see that happening. So, you know, guys that I love, um, you know, Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker for Virginia Tech, um, Roquan Smith, the linebacker for Georgia. I expect both of them to go in the top 15. I like if the guy still that sounds out, like a wine, Vino Vito, or whatever his name is, the defensive tackle. Yeah, I'm not that excited about him. But but Smith and, and Edmonds – the linebackers, if they're still around after 15, um, I seriously consider it. Um, the other name I'm, I'm going to throw out there as a guy I would potentially trade for is um, receiver out of Alabama, Calvin Ridley. You know? That would um, I don't know if the Saints need to break the bank for him, but you know, if it's 21, you know, and they're six picks away and Third round pick will get you up. seven spots. Yeah, I, I just I started to think, wow, our offense with Calvin Ridley would be could be interesting. Um, D- so that would be a guy I would keep an eye on. Dave, Frank wants to. Frank has a, has a has a restaurant need. He says, "I'm coming to Nola. I'm coming to Nola. Where can I eat for less than a hundred bucks? That's awesome." Just him. It's, or is I, it like I, I guess maybe let's just like anybody can go to any restaurant. Pesh. All right, so, so, it's so two. dinner for two under a hundred bucks. Pesh is my uh, favorite restaurant in New Orleans. Pesh is good. I've been there twice recently, actually. Um, I don't know. I guess you could keep it. All right. First of all, you're gonna have to not order drinks. You're gonna have to stay away oh, from cocktails. True. Maybe true. maybe you could and wine. Maybe you could do a beer each or two beers each. Um, yeah, Pesh, you could probably get it right at about a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with downtown places because I'm sure they're probably staying downtown. Uh, 
I, you know, I don't know if we're supposed to be boycotting Besh restaurants now or, or not uh, because Wait, of that why? thing. Because he's well, cause, I didn't yeah. hear about this. What's the whole? What thing? he got? Yeah, he was, like national news. He's harassing the women's. Oh, he's pulling um, a da- he's pulling a Dallas Maverick. Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would say maybe may, maybe Luke. Um, that's good, especially if you're into like seafood and you want like oysters. They do uh, fresh oysters. Uh, Dave, are, do you still vouch for um, Drago's after he died? I never really eat at Drago's. Um, I, I I was never really that crazy about the regular food at Drago's. I mean, the, the char grilled oysters are the bomb. dot com, but yeah, um, the rest of the stuff was was mediocre in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot better Italian food. I, I need Dave to take me out to a dinner in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, you can't. You can't handle it. I just. Oh, went, I can handle it. Me and friend uh, on Saturday night just went to a place called Cavan or Cavan. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Who's Aaron? My wife. My wife. My wife. Uh, whatever you do, don't go to like Mothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please don't go to Mothers. Do not go to Mothers. Honestly, don't go to Commanders or Emeralds either. That's just lame. Well, that'll be over a hundred bucks for sure. Yeah. No. Ralph's on the park. You can go for under a hundred there. Mm, that's close. Oh, you know where else you could, try? you could try? You could try Merrill, which is Emeralds' latest yeah. restaurant. I've and been there. Like a, yeah, there's like a lot of small plates, so you could just get a few small plates, and that definitely keep that under a hundred bucks. Or you could. Only place I know. King's Beer Garden in Pearland, baby. It's German food. It's awesome. I go there all the time. Special occasions. If you, if you want to see Saints players, go to Rock and Saki. There's always Saints players there. Yeah. That's true. Third, thanks, Tim. You got your restaurant advice now. Um, so that about wraps it up. Um, I, I, I guess, like... With with all that's uh, with all that's going on in the NFC, guys, do you feel like I don't feel like the Saints have gotten worse this offseason. I feel like they've gotten better. They've they've done some stuff, but have you feel? Do you feel like they've fallen way behind the Vikings, the Eagles, the Rams? In that sense, Dave, and then we'll wrap it up. Again, I mean. <laughs> wrap it up. Um, again, on paper, yeah, they're they're potentially losing the battle. They're they're, they're not getting a quantity, and they're not getting the quality that that some of these other teams, like the Rams and the Eagles, are getting. But again, it's it's you, you can't buy success like that in the NFL. You can't buy team chemistry. You can't buy health. Um, you know, we discussed this earlier. The teams that have tried to do that it usually doesn't work out well. The teams that don't try to do that, like the Patriots, um, it, it works out well. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know what? An offseason adding to Mario Davis, Patrick Robinson, and Kurt Coleman, that's probably not changing things for you either. Um, I mean, it's not making my pants any tighter, but I mean, I... I, I think that I, like I, I think stuff. I think adding I think adding depth uh, is is crucial is crucial and pays off uh, in 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 hard to see and in, in my in minute ways 
throughout the season, especially late in the season, and and you know it's it's not a it's not an instant. Well, Patrick Robinson, I think Andrew potentially could be really good because remember how bad Devonta Harris was. Like if Patrick, if you plug in last I'm, year's I'm Patrick Robinson, to forget it. I, if you I'm, plug in last year's Patrick great. Robinson to the defense, they could be really freaking good in that secondary. If you if you ask me why I still drink, it's because I had to watch Devonta <laughs> Harris this year. Oh man, I want to say um, who's our who's our boy that that that, that did the game clinching interception against the Chargers in twenty sixteen. So BW Webb. Yeah, BW Webb. He's still signed. He's still. He's still. He's still. He's still getting contract. He's still getting. He's still getting paid. I saw that. He signed with the Bears, I think, with the Chargers. But so that wraps it up. Uh, it was fun. Uh, Brandon Cooks got traded again. The Saints brought Ben Watson back. Uh, thanks to everybody who donated. Listen to Drunk History. Donate if you can. Uh, until next week. Uh, for Dave. For Andrew. Uh, the bar is closed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. 
visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.